0: Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey podcast. I'm your host Marty alongside Aaron. Hello. Hello. And John. Hello. No Dave tonight. Uh, He is on the sick list. Uh, He's an unhealthy scratch? Unhealthy, scratch. unhealthy scratch, yep. Um, I believe it's upper body. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what it is. I think it was a head injury. An, un-
1: an unrelated UBI.
0: <laughs> that's re- okay. <laughs> um, well, that's hockey. It's, no, it's a good start to the podcast. I'm just now getting really confused. Okay. Um, guys, how's it going? Yeah, good. Not too bad. All good here? Good, good. Glad to hear. Uh we have a lot to talk about, I think, in this episode. Um, particularly in our local coverage in period one. Um, um, and I think we have a good bit actually come up as well in our overtime no, overtime looks to be a bit quite busy, but also our knocking you segment two looks quite busy so in general what i'm trying to say is it looks like it's going to be a busy episode um so if you're happy enough what we'll do is we'll get started into our episode like we always do and we'll take a quick look across the leagues and the current standings starting in the elite ice hockey league here in the uk um not top place top place is taken by sheffield steelers with uh 38 games played and 53 points cardiff are sitting in second with 46 points from 34 games played Nottingham are sitting in third with 44 points from 34 games played. Belfast in fourth with 44 points from 36 games. Coventry in fifth with 40 points from 36 games played. Guildford in sixth with 37 points from 33 games played. Glasgow seventh with 32 points from 35 games played. And Manchester in eighth with 30 points from 35 games played. Dundee are sitting in ninth place there with 28 points from 37 games and Fife. At the bottom with 25 points from 36 games played. Um we are towards the end of January now. We have, I think, what two weeks left of this this month, I think. Yep, two two playing weekends of this month left. Um, and realistically we have then two months roughly left of the whole entire elite league campaign. Five flyers sitting at the bottom of the league in tenth place, starting this start of this season. Did you think that would be where they're sitting at this time?
1: No, that's uh, that's a shame to see that. Um, they have been going through a horrible run recently. I know that um, fans are actually starting to turn on the team now to the point that uh, they've actually had to get the directors okay to do a bit of a fan forum down there. Um, I think that's this week sometime. In fact, it might be happening right now. Um, it's a real shame we've seen Manchester really pull away. They're up there in that last playoff spot now. Dundee, it's a real shame to see two of the three Scottish teams down there. I think that's the, the biggest thing. Um, Dundee, we know what they did in the Cup. Um, they Effectively, they cost the Giants a chance at the Cup, at the, the three-peat on the Cup, with those impressive wins. They just can't get it going in the league. Um, Fife were not looking like a 10th place team at the start of the league. uh, Campaign and through the end of November, into December and into January again. It's just been torrid time down there for them. Um, Real shame. Top of the table though... um,
0: Getting- Still, uh, yeah, I didn't. Well, to be, to be fair, um, top of the table, I don't think I was expecting Sheffield Steelers to be sitting no. in top no. place this time um, no. when we started the season. I didn't think we'd be expecting Sheffield to sit there, but they're sitting there quite strong. Um, and the problem
1: is the results are actually starting to make them look like real contenders. Yeah, um, it's We're at this point now where I think last year Cardiff were in this position and it's everyone else chasing and we're in this position with Sheffield this time. Is everyone against Sheffield? Yeah, um, that's what we're looking
0: at. I mean, granted, they do have four ga- four four games, four, four games, four games. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say there. Four games uh, in hand, or four games over. They have played four games more than what Cardiff Devils have. Um, Cardiff obviously have four games to play behind them there, um, which you know we can talk about. You know, ifs and ifs possibilities. Well, that, that
1: makes it a one point yeah league. If Cardiff were to win all four games in hand, they would go ahead by one point. Yeah, but. <sighs> I mean, we all know uh, how this goes. Uh, We know what happened last year. It came down to regulation wins, let alone points. Mm -hmm. Um, To go ahead down the stretch now and win every game, Uh, and I think it's been said through the whole season, uh, it's going to be any team that finds a run of consistency that can continually get the regulation, or even overtime wins at this point, are important points.
0: And I mean, Cardiff, kind of similar to a couple of the other teams, they look like they're having quite a similar you know spell of it in terms of you know win one lose one kind of you no know, consistency with the, the unless with the it was overall. this weekend it was lose two lose two this weekend exactly um they, but they go on a streak and then they stop and then and then you you look at the likes of uh, the belfast giants our own belfast giants here in belfast and and just how incons how we say we say that it sounds like we said this phrase quite a lot on this podcast and actually one of our episodes has called it but it is consistent inconsistency with them in that it's a good performance on the first day on the Saturday or the Friday night, Saturday night, whatever it is, and in the second game on that weekend, it all just seems to go to... Can I ask you, then, like, we look at it and we talk about it being inconsistencies
1: across the the league. Sheffield are the ones who've got the run at the minute. They're the ones that are finding that little bit more, I don't want to call it consistency, they're finding the results uh, whenever other teams are digging for them and can't get them. But across the rest of the league, you've got bigger teams who can beat other big teams on one night, and then be beaten by the smaller teams, the perceived smaller teams, that can then go vice versa. We can absolutely hammer the smaller team, get beaten by the other big team. Are we now in a position that the league is so on a level that these results are frustrating to the likes of us who are looking at the, in inverted commas, the big arena teams? Because we're so used to going weeks without a loss if we're facing the the rink teams. Um, on a consistent basis, is that what's happening, or I, is it an actual drop in form from the teams? What I'm asking is the league getting better or worse?
0: I I'd like to think that it's actually the, the fact that the team is the, the league is getting better, uh, and that's my my theory on Would it this year. Would you not year.
2: see a, a more of a, a mean average going across the points wise then, rather than? Like
1: well, or... I mean, maybe you look at the the points, and I think really Sheffield are the standout across that. You've got. Um, what is there between second and fifth you've only got a six point spread Mm, Uh, you only add another three points onto that nine point spread down to Guildford sitting in sixth up to second with the Cardiff Devils there is real parity in the scoring now that drops off and goes off a cliff once you hit Glasgow sitting on 32 points yeah Um, but I think realistically take out Sheffield at the top there bring them back on parity let's uh, sort of imagine everyone's kind of on the same games you're looking at a very very small spread of mm. points. You're looking at a ten point spread exactly across the Fair the point. first two thirds of the league. That's the biggest thing that le- makes me look at it and go: Are we looking at greater parity? And it's just fans getting and teams and coaching staff getting frustrated at a lack of being able to go two or three games. And not get that run of wins anymore Because that's just not the position that this league's in anymore
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair comment I think you're right I think it's, uh, you know, teams, the fans of the bigger teams Fans of the teams who have been who've known, been known for success over the last number of years Kind of are still in this mentality of like, you know Oh, the smaller teams are going to be the walkover teams Whereas, yeah, this year has shown that actually those smaller teams Smaller and inverted commas teams are actually the ones who are taking those points And they're actually like scalping the bigger teams, you know yeah again perceive bigger teams um but yeah it is interesting and I do I, I do think it's I think it is probably uh it's a testament to the fact that that the elite league probably seems to be getting stronger as, as we as each year comes along um and I think that there's more you know the more that the rules been put place around you know like certain like amount of spend well a certain amount of like you know intake well especially we'll it next year whenever the the changes to the well when imports I mean, levels import are set and set everything hard else, set it's then, very yeah. interesting um but i i, d- I do genuinely generally think that um this year has been a definitely a, a a stronger contested uh elite league um and it's been exciting it's been frustrating for you know likes of ourselves as fans of the giants as well as you know other fans across the league have been frustrated but that's a good thing as well. I, I, I think that's
1: that's something about a league that has parity. Unless you are sitting in first, if you're not frustrated, you're not paying attention. Yeah, I think that's that's the reality. I mean, Sheffield, yes, we know that they've had their woes this season. They've had they've had the same injury problems. They've had the same consistency problems that everyone else has had. But they're sitting in first, and I would assume, not knowing all the details, I would assume that their fans are probably pretty happy at this point. They weren't <laughs> happy this time last year um they were anything but and that's the thing they were frustrated because they couldn't get the run of wins they weren't at the top fighting for it and that's where we are right now as belfast giants fans we're not at the, fight, the front we're not are we in a position to be fighting for the league title some people would say yes some people would say no we're 9 points behind um with only two games um in hand over the leaders that's clearly not enough games to make up these points
2: now you're saying about the league kinda of getting a bit more mature and the, the skill set going up, but you we already we really only are talking about half of the league here. The the top half of the league being above that forty points. Maybe 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 uh Guilford Flames there. But underneath that, as you said, it kind of just cliffs off mm-hmm. and the points are there. So what's happening there? <sighs>
1: If I'm 100% honest, I don't want to say it's down to money and the available money to spend, but it's very difficult to look at the teams uh, from uh, sort of seventh place down, Glasgow, Manchester, Dundee, and Fife, and not expect that budget has an impact on their position. Um, they are not in the same aisle in the player supermarket as the rest of the teams, I don't think. I think Guildford, they're the exception to that. They are in that aisle with those guys but the the way that they've been able to retain players the way that Paul Dixon has been able to retain players over now I think what two or three seasons he's kept a core of players and really only made very minor changes Mm.
0: that is showing in that team. Although you know the argument then could be made about the fact that the Glasgow clan at the start of the season had such a good strong run and I mean they they were quite impressive and dominant towards the start of the season. Does that... Uh, what's happened, You know what? You know it's a suggestion of a first time, first time coach, first first season coach this year. My Is thing that maybe would be had an impact on
1: you. Look at the the skill level of the players that the big teams are bringing in. These are a lot of high skill, high value single players, and I think we've seen it very specifically in Belfast where we haven't had that gelling together. I'm not for a minute suggesting that the players that the likes of Glasgow and Manchester and uh, the other two Scottish teams have are of a lower quality um but perhaps it's because you don't have big characters and they're able to gel as a team much faster mm. and i wonder is that what you see Could be. now we're halfway through the season you would like to think that these players on these bigger teams while they may be big individually can start to play together as a team and as a unit
2: they're past the storming phase they're yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So that's that business talk right there.
0: <laughs> I think that's where we are. but sorry, we've talked about this for a long time. Nope, um, that's fine and uh, I'm sure we'll come back on to some points um, maybe later in the, uh, later in our episode um, we will have a quick look uh, across the pond and we'll take a look at the NHL standings. Um,
1: Ugh, do we have to?
0: Yeah, we well, it's tradition, so let's stick with it. Um, <laughs> Can I leave the tradition. room for five minutes? <laughs> We're, we'll move in. And we'll start. We'll start off with the eastern side of the country in the Metropolitan Division. Um, still sitting in top of this place there with uh, seventy-one points from forty-nine games played is the Washington Capitals, followed by the Pittsburgh Penguins in second, sixty-seven points from fifty games played, and New York Islanders are still in there with in third place with. 63 points from 49 games played the atlantic division no real change since our last recording well there's one bit of change since the last recording but we'll get to that in a second uh first place is still held by boston with uh, 70 points from 51 games played Tampa are sitting in second place with 62 points from 48 games played and Florida have bounced back into third place there with 61 points from 49 games played. Wild card spats currently held by Columbus and Carolina. Say spots more Belfast. I was about to say. <laughs> I realised after I said it, it was so Belfast I don't even know where I came spats. from. You
1: can't half tell you live in East Belfast now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, the big talk there we'll come back to it in a minute. Um, moving across to the western side of the country and starting with the central division uh, St. Louis are sitting in first place there with 68 points from 49 games played Colorado in second with 62 points from 49 games played and Dallas in third with 58 points from 48 games played Pacific Division Vancouver sitting top there with 58 points from 49 games played Edmonton are still sitting in second with 22, or 57 points from 49 games played and Calgary in third with 57 points from 50 games played wildcard spots then held there by Arizona and Vegas which is a uh, bit of a drop there for Vegas since our last recording. Um, so let's get a quick look um, at your thoughts and your takes on um, our current standings within the NHL. Obviously we always talk about this um, and for anybody who's who's listening for the first time, um, while here in the UK um, we would focus a lot on the winners of the league rather than the playoffs. For anybody who isn't familiar with the NHL, I don't know how you wouldn't be, but if you're not obviously the league standings probably don't really make much of a difference. It's really just where you used to sit towards the end of that season to get you qualification for the Stanley Cup playoffs because that's the most important part that's played within the NHL. Um so when we say wild card spots, that's the two teams who basically can take those wild card parts. But again that can change varies so much between now and the end of the season. So, you know what the what these are right now um are bound to change. But guys, your thoughts and takes I know my thought and my take is the fact that like Toronto have dropped uh, from even from a wild card spot, dropped out of the uh, third position and dropped even out of a wild card spot, um, sitting there in fourth place in the wild card spots. Now, in saying that, they're fifty-seven points from forty-nine games played, which is a bit of a, a drop. Um, when you look at Columbus and Carolina, who are both sitting up there with more points. Um,
1: you do have a, a couple. You do have a couple of games in hand, though, and it's worth sort of bearing that in mind. I think you're now in the position that you're over the honeymoon period with. Shepin. Yeah um that that run he will always have that to start with unless somebody beats it he'll have the most winningest start as a a leafs coach in history correct um let's face it he was brought into a team that was struggling um they had a huge bounce he's made some changes he seems to have made massive changes in the locker room oh massive huge uh, no no arguments there just the the mentality and the way that those players are getting on um you can even see it in their their press uh post-game stuff um they are actually enjoying playing in toronto
0: yeah
1: i think they're over that now and i think this is probably where you're going to start seeing some tough decisions have to be made by yeah. coach keith
0: i'm i'm kind of hoping I'm, I'm, it'd be interesting to see we're, we're coming up towards this this winter period towards the end of January where we look at the uh, transfer windows and the, the, the transfers that are made just prior to Stanley Cup runs and stuff so it's going to be a very interesting I think not only just for, for ourselves um, I think Toronto will maybe look to see about what changes are going to be made there but I think Every single person around this table, we could probably be looking at their their teams, maybe making some kind of moves, yeah, um, to make a change there. I mean, well, there's Philadelphia. For you, yeah. I mean, they've they've been in the wild card spots now there for the last few weeks, and so we've been recording and keep one watching of the last
2: times as well. They were up a third as well, so mm-hmm. it's that. Again, I've um, said this quite a bit. It's that consistency. Yeah. Um, winning, losing. Um, shot out Pittsburgh a couple of days ago. So you know we've got the skills there. It's just that consistency yeah again you
0: guys are sitting there 50 games played uh with 60 points i mean you're you're right in there contention still i mean you're you know what one or two points off that wild card spots anyway so i mean you're you're right there um kind of similar. yeah as you say john and like toronto were kind of you know sitting forth there with two, two i three still games to
1: stand Being and interesting i said to see. It, i said it last time and i said there was talk about it if sheldon can get the leafs into playoffs even if they're eliminating the first round he's on for coach of the year
0: yeah now Let's move across the country.
1: No, let's not. Let's just forget about um, the West.
0: Let's get your thoughts. Uh, Dave's on, team's doing all right. <laughs> well, they're doing all right because they're beating Nashville. So they're, they're, they're doing <laughs>
1: yeah. all right. Might not be a like wild card, first, but it's like being called first loser at like school race. <laughs> but if like, see well, again, well
0: I, I, I'd be interested to see what Minnesota's take is when it comes to this midwinter break. Uh, this midwinter break, um, and this you know this transfer of the mid in midwinter that always happens. It'd be interesting to see what their play is. What are they going to try and you know maybe try and. Shoot for a, a Wild card spot or Are they going to Sit back and And kind of look at Towards what next season Is going to be for them I mean they're They're what They're about f- Six points off um, Only one game in hand About six points off The top spot there For a wild card place I mean you know what's the question of what they're going to do I mean John what's your thoughts on Nashville I mean 47 games played so you've still got quite a lot of games you've got a lot of games in hand we have a a few games
1: in hand but we've been struggling to get results recently Uh, the biggest problem is that it's kind of getting glossed over with the franchise with a new coach with a goalie goal with another interesting goal that's going to come up later on in the
2: podcast that goalie goal is class though
1: yeah, exactly. Sorry. You weren't here for that. No. Um, but it's getting a little bit glossed over in Nashville, uh, the, the current situation. I know that there's loads of people talking about it. The fact that only a few seasons ago, this was a Stanley Cup final team and we're, we're not there anymore. The trades haven't worked. Um, I don't. Honestly, I don't know what needs to happen here. I will be surprised if we make playoffs this year. Uh, even with those games in hand, I will be shocked if we make playoffs. Um, and even if we do, you know what, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to hold my breath to achieve anything through playoffs. I don't think this team has it this year. We are struggling with netminding. Um, Saros has been looked at as being the, the franchise future. He is struggling uh, almost as much as what Rene is this season. Rene is really struggling for percentage. We are below 900 when you combine both netminders this year. That's not enough. Mm. You can't go below nine hundred with your netminders and win anything. So there will be probably no banners other than the Pecorini scored a, a goal <laughs> <ego> banner <laughs> lifted in that was Nashville pretty, this that year. That was pretty
0: funny. I got to admit, it was so pretty funny.
2: Are we really just as a podcast hoping that one of our teams actually makes it to playoffs? Do you know what I would?
1: While I would like it if one of our teams got there, do you know what I would actually love to sit as an outsider? one year and just watch playoffs without my heart rate going above
2: like 55
1: (laughs) like i i would love it i'd love to just kick back and just watch it develop without me having to core down on one team
0: um well if we don't have anything else um we'll get moved on to our period one of hockey does that sound good let's go let's do it okay period one of hockey is a roundup of uh stories um and bits and pieces from local ice hockey coverage bits and pieces bits
1: and pieces
0: pieces. Uh, i was wondering where you were going with that i was like okay (laughs) sorry um boomerang gets it i did see your uh i did see your video you put up oh yeah that was
1: um, well so i was in a spin class at the gym and bits and pieces came on and uh, i did two things that i think annoyed the, the pt the first one was reaching for my phone uh, in the middle of the class uh, to take a video Did you always
2: one, putting up videos when you're in any spin classes so it's I'm always sure Yeah there's a, there's a the lot way. of images <laughs> like always of your crotch before. pretty much <laughs> Always
1: before It's my legs If you're well. looking at my crotch that's your problem um, So no the second one was then going into the uh, the whole uh, boomerang power play arm actions like as far as I could tell it was just extra exercise but he kind of looked <laughs> at me a bit funny uh, As you yeah, would. I, put, I put that up on my. I think I put it up on my Twitter.
0: I think you put it somewhere. I definitely yeah, see it. Yeah, uh, I think it's
1: up on my Twitter. It's
0: pretty funny. um So yes, yeah, run up just the stories from uh here in the UK. Uh, we're going to start off with this story, which happened since our last recording. I'm just quickly mentioning because obviously it's it's kind of a bit of old news by now, but it's still worth mentioning. Um, it's been a bit of I think a bit of a week of a of a, of a gap between this story being released and. Um, Our current recording, Um, and this is obviously the story last week of the sponsorship deal being made for the Elite League, um, as Premier Sport Sport joined as playoff and cup final sponsors moving forward. Um, The Elite League confirmed that Premier Sport uh, furthered their partnership with the league um, and became the headline sponsors for this season's playoff final weekend and also the Challenge Cup final. Um, It's great, so both. Challenge Cup and the uh, playoff will be shown, obviously, on um, Premier Sport or Free Sport. If anyone
1: has a Premier player login, I'd love to hear from you.
0: um, Well, you're going to be at the playoffs.
1: That's true, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? Yeah, and Challenge Cup will probably be free anyway, because it was last year, so hopefully it'll be free. No, it's going to be on
1: Premier. It won't be on Free Sports, it'll be on
0: Premier, because they're paying for it. Oh, true. Hmm. Interesting.
1: So my my thing still stands for the Challenge Cup. I would love if anyone has a, a Premier Player mm. login, let get in touch.
0: Not much to this story, except just to really say it's probably about time that it's happened. I mean, we had um, a title sponsor last year for the playoffs, which yeah, is the... Predictor um, bet. Predictor bet, which I don't even think. Did they even get up and running? Were they even actually a betting I think they, firm? I think they or? were
1: live and then there was a, pretty much no publicity out of them after that. Um... The indication seemed to be that they were the sponsors of the league and of the sort of highlight finals. But realistically, the stuff that was coming out of them was awful. And then people had concerns as well about us being linked to a betting, a betting outfit yeah. as well um, with the the clear and obvious issues around um, sort of betting problems uh, and money problems. Um, this is a much better fit at oh, being an entertainment and sports package. Um, and actually, the the broadcasters who have been probably the most patient with our league over the years, having been brought in and then dropped and then brought back in, uh, having waited for the league to realise what a stupid mistake they had made beforehand, I think we could not be in better hands as far as sponsorship goes. And knowing that you're going to have the likes of Murph and AD doing the commentary on these two highlight uh games or t- highlight finals and i assume probably that both games uh, leading up to the final on the playoff weekend on the first day that's fantastic uh, as well because it probably means we're gonna have an absolutely cracking highlight package so we just have to try really hard to get on camera at playoffs now.
2: <laughs>
0: um yeah i mean it's it, it is it's only a, it's only a good positive thing for the league um both from a you know, from a point of view of promotion but also from the fact that, like you know it's, it's it makes more sense um, you know, they, they there's been support from Free Sport and Premier Sport over the last um year, two years anyway, roughly, even with this, you know, the the live games as well as, you know, the the highlights packages every two weeks or whatever on, on Free Sport. So it's it's great that that it's kind of, you know, obviously it makes more sense. It does. I would say that the point that I made earlier
1: on, that would be potentially my only concern is if the decision is made that this stays on premier. We're back to putting the games behind a paywall. Yeah, um, mm. that's a little bit of a concern. Considering for the last couple of years, I think Free Sports did them last year, but a couple of years before that, we were on the red button on BBC. Um, Being on Free Sports was good.
2: I, mean, I I thought the Free Sports was good. Getting it the, is, it and was I mean, a game league, week really, wasn't regular
1: regularly games are still on yeah. Free Sports now this season. Um, I think this would be. I find it hard to believe that it's going to be branded as the Premier Sports playoffs and the premier sports challenge cup final and it's going to be on free sports I think that's probably unlikely given that branding yeah uh, there is a branding separation between premier and free sports yep Um, they're part of the same company but there is that difference I think that would be my, my only um, sort of takeaway from it is that there's that potential issue are we back behind a paywall uh, again for these highlight games which eh, doesn't sit well with me but like you said I'm already going to be at playoffs so yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly uh, okay, um, John. We'll move to your story before moving back to Mang. Um, this is obviously Drumgate over in Sheffield. Oh, That's is
1: brilliant. Um, <laughs> so, since our last podcast, I think way back a couple of weeks ago, um, the clan were in Sheffield at uh, Sheffield Ice Arena or whatever it's called now. The motor—I think it's another one of these motor point arenas—and. Um, The clan fans brought down their drums, as they always do, uh, even when they came over here. I think they still had two or three drums. Great crack. um, Took them down, and after the first period, they were asked to move to the arena's upper bowl because they were making too much noise. So, the Sheffield organisation... Ice hockey
2: is known for being a quiet game. it,
1: It really is. Um, (laughs) So they were asked to move up into the upper stands, that was fine, they went up and from what I can gather they just drummed and sang even louder, so fair play to them. (laughs) Um, This then has led this last weekend in the Steelers uh, game night program to uh, a statement being put out by Sheffield's owner and league chairman, uh, Tony Smith, to the effect that uh, away fans will now be banned from bringing drums and other instruments into the arena. Only away fans? Do they t- ah, Only away ah, fans?
0: No. Ah, there's a... F- oh, is there f-
1: further to this? There's
0: father, further to this today that i just seen about an hour ago. Um, oh. I'm trying to find it here as we're talking, but uh, supposedly the Sheffield fan had emailed through to their head office in Sheffield to ask clarification on the drums thing because it said no fans were allowed to bring drums in.
1: Well, the piece there's on a play says away fans there's specifically...
0: A there is something today, I'll see if I can find it, where um, it has been said that uh, a clarification needed to be made that no fans, except for the official fan drummers of some description, are the only ones that are allowed to bring the drums into the arena, um, as well as any so game who, night, who's game night representatives. Who's no,
1: accrediting that then? Is let that me see if I can find Chef it. the Steelers accredited drummers?
0: All you need is a blue tick on Twitter. <laughs> well, let me see if i can find it but yeah that was what i heard that was what i read today there was uh, There was definitely something see today.
1: this i i straight away i realized this because i knew straight away that there was an issue gonna arise around this that if there was no control over home fans bringing drums in there's an equality issue there mm. so if the steelers have closed that loop by saying it's only the people okay. that we say can come in. Then they've closed that. But I, it still doesn't stand with me. It's why Why would you want <laughs> to stop any fan, home or away, from creating atmosphere in your rink?
0: Clarification from the Sheffield Steelers Stat- operations director. The ban on musical instruments is for all fans. That's home and away. Um, we have an off-ice team that operate cameras spotlights drums screens music and much much more on game days. these drums are under that team the ban on musical instruments is for all fans these are match night crew thank
2: you very much sean smith operations director oh my god when they're saying musical instruments there i was like can you get around it by bringing in recorders or something like that do you know what
1: actually but i was thinking do you know what the test of this is going to be we well i hate them with a passion <laughs> cardiff devils clappers, clappers. If you were a Cardiff Devils fan going to Sheffield, that Bring is the main thing I would have in my suitcase. <laughs> yeah, the, claps,
0: the clap spreads like wildfire yeah. <laughs> in Cardiff.
1: That is, that is one of the key things I would be taking with me on that bus yeah. is I would be taking one of those. You unfurl it, it looks like a poster. You yeah. roll it up again and it's a clapper. And I honestly, I want to see it happen. I want to see a fan punished for
2: bringing something that makes noise. Your hands? what is it? is it is it an iceland the is it a football team the 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 oh, all the fans oh you yeah. mean the country iceland
1: not the frozen food <laughs> shop iceland sorry that's <laughs> where i totally thought you were going with that i was like why is i'm gonna bring in frozen some g- frozen burgers
0: frozen like, <laughs> why is, frozen burgers
1: I, why, is he, why is he bringing up food that you can cook weirdly in the microwave from frozen so like, I, I don't get this at all <laughs>
0: Everyone's I, gonna anyway. bring a
1: microwave and open and close the door.
0: I did like today that there was uh this piece of um this piece of thing going around as well. Sheffield Steelers uh Ear defenders drum ear defenders, which I just thought <laughs> was really funny. Someone's is that their
1: uh, crack package?
0: Someone's trolling, obviously, which is great. Oh it is God. it is interesting that you know Sheffield have taken this decision. Now, if it was a decision that they've made where uh it was only away fans that weren't allowed to bring the drums in, I could see from two points of view in terms of like one, it's like, you know. It's kind of like a, a bit of an upper hand for the local, for the home team to have a bit of noise, and therefore the away team can't be. But make they a noise. don't.
1: From everything but that I've read, they they cannot get the fans engaged. From the
0: nights, from from being, from from what I remember from from times whenever we were there. Now I, I've only been the Sheffield maybe about maybe like a handful of times, maybe over the course of the years I've been there, and each time. It's been yeah, it's been an interesting experience. It, it it doesn't feel like that same kind of experience that you get when you go to like the likes of Glasgow or the likes of even Fife when we went to Fife yep. or or even Cardiff when we went to Cardiff. Oh, okay, yeah, they had their clappers that night, but you know there was just not they that had the same... clappers
2: in the big blue tent as well. When yeah, we were there. they did. Um, but yeah, is it that, just is didn't that feel the problem? The same. Is that like again? I haven't been to Sheffield actually for a game. I don't think. No. Do you know what I
1: think the biggest thing is? It's the size of the arenas. The two that suffer from it the worst are Sheffield and Nottingham. Mm. They absolutely suffer from a dead atmosphere. Belfast is that little bit smaller. It doesn't have that same space that you have to fill with noise. Mm. Um, we get away with having an absolutely brilliant core of um, two or three drummers up in Boomerang. They can fill that space. If you've got away fans, all the better they're filling their end with noise as well, unless we march what over to you the say, that why,
2: why would you get rid of the drums in? If they can't fill the space with noise, why are they well, getting this rid is, of Well, this
1: atmosphere? is my problem. They're, they're obviously taking it thick. that They can't get their atmosphere going for their fans, but so a couple of hundred visiting fans can actually get create a better atmosphere yeah.
0: in the away I, section. I always found that was a difficult thing whenever... That's one thing that always stood out for me whenever we were in Sheffield, was it, it, it seems to be that the fans do tend to rely on basically this, like, being told when to make that noise. <laughs> so there's a lot of like, you know, can we get the Mexican wave started? Let's see you from you know, door, blah blah blah. Let's get he's moving around. And you know, it starts this and it's like, let's get the chair going, and then they'll do like, you know, um door for door fourteen, door thirteen, and they'll try and get, you know, this thing going. So it feels really unnatural. And it's kind of something I noticed whenever we were there. I just felt a bit like mm. real forced kind of noise. Uh, and I think you're right. I think there's that's, not a lot
1: that's of that's not atmosphere, that's noise. It's not, it's
2: yeah. So who's, who, who's me? is this coming from complaints from the fans? Yes. To the, is it? Yes.
1: So fa- from what I can gather, fans complained when the Clan fans turned up with their drums. I'm led to believe they may have had two or three or maybe more drums. Um, and they were giving it stacks, from what I've heard.
2: Are they feeling intimidated or, what, or what, what's going what? Well, I mean, that on? seems
1: to be it. That It was, was just too loud. Um, the home fans couldn't get their own crack going and wanted it silenced effectively so they've they've killed the atmosphere in the building or tried to kill the building or kill the atmosphere in the building it's i i cannot stand by it that organization makes a pile of weird decisions every season and this is just another one it's it's an interesting one but what's
2: the chances of us having a sheffield uh, Steelers listener can you can you tweet us and let us know what their thoughts are of of this
0: well if you're out there and you're a Steelers fan get in touch yeah would be actually really good um, give us your thoughts and your takes on this um, and what you're as a, from a preferably from a point of view from like you know you know someone who's there regularly can give yeah. us a bit more of a bit more information than what we can have have given the fact the minute that we've it's all happened. we're doing
2: is speculating here
0: yeah it's interesting, though, that, that coming out today from, uh, you know, the operations director saying that, you know, it's a, it's across the home and away fans. It's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see more if anything else comes from that. But, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit like, you know, it's it's an interesting one anyway. Um, let's move on to this coming weekend of hockey here in the UK. Um, this should have been I'm going to I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there now. This this story. It's going to be an awkward one in in some ways in that this should have been a story that was full of just like lightness celebration. and celebration and and everything else. But the more that this has went on over the last two weeks, the more awkward that it's become, the more it's became political, the more it's became a real, just real, a lot. In certain, a lot in certain of,
1: aspects across the league, it's become a bit of an embarrassment.
0: Yeah, it has. Um, the idea behind it uh, obviously was a good was a good idea, it was a, it was a positive one um, and obviously we're talking about this coming weekend which is the first Pride weekend, I'm putting that in inverted commas, and we'll get to that in a minute, but it's the You Can Play weekend um, where the idea was it was all about inclusion and about um, celebration of, well, from my understanding and from the press releases that were put out and even from some of the stories this week on Sky Sports, on BBC, on local coverage, it was highlighted that it was a LGBTQ plus kind of celebration and awareness kind of thing. And it's been a lot of talk around that in, ter- in terms of like how different teams are doing different things for it and and where money's going and, 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 and all this really awkward things. Teams who maybe aren't embracing the rainbow and there's a lot to it. Um, so... Let's let's start off um, with 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 chatting about it, um, John. You, were, I mean, let's let's get your thoughts first. What your th- let's 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 go to you.
1: Okay, like if you follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen I've put a couple of different things up over the last week or so. A couple of different threads, sort of giving my thoughts on different things. I gave a thread on my thought about where it's gone with the league, um, and how there's a responsibility there i'm not leveling any or all blame on the league to be fair Uh, i am leveling some of it down on the organizations in particular um then i've then in particular had to go a couple of organizations um specifically and I've, i've made a point of doing that on my own personal twitter um i think there's a responsibility uh on all four of us who regularly uh put into this podcast we always said that we're going to cover everything. There is a always a tinge of our, um, our own support and our own sort of feelings and everything. But I think there's a responsibility to try and stay as neutral as possible when we do this stuff. Especially the actual recording of the podcast. If you want my full on, 100% personal view on it, then come and engage with me on Twitter personally. Um, I have particular issue... And I totally understand that you can play, as an organization, are on board with this. They're on board with it on a, a league perspective. Uh, I think that the league have done a brilliant thing by bringing this forward to the board. Um, fair play to all 10 organizations who, at the time, uh, from what I've read and what I've listened to in other places, they've said 100%. There wasn't there wasn't even a vote. It was just, let's do it. It's a great idea. The execution is failing in my, my opinion, there are one or two organizations who I think have gone out there and have specifically misrepresented the idea of the you can play uh, message. I think they're misusing and misrepresenting the use of the rainbow, especially from a couple of organizations who are using the rainbow colors but not doing anything for the rainbow cause uh, or for the lgbtq plus cause. Uh, Specifically things around uh, fundraising um, and the language which has been used around um, individual organisations approach to the event. Um, I've said it on Twitter personally, one of the key things for me is that this is not a fundraiser for team funds or team related um, outgoings. Um, I don't believe, and I I totally understand that where some teams and organisations have gone with this, they see it as being a worthy cause. I believe that, yes, I don't actually think I've seen a poor cause from other than one team, who in particular have kind of put a heart through my knife, with, or a knife through my heart with this. Um, Doing things for youth hockey? Absolutely. Uh, I don't think it's the appropriate time for it. Raising funds for a club... And this is the one time I'm going to say an organisation's name. The Fife Flyers have absolutely damaged their own reputation with this. Going ahead and actually putting out that this is to raise team funds. Their specific raffle or, or their auction for their rainbow jerseys is going to raise club funds. Now I know earlier on in the podcast I said that they're probably in the lower end as far as raising money and having available money to play the game is concerned. That's not an excuse for using this occasion to raise money for your club. It just doesn't sit well with me, and I know it doesn't sit well with a lot of other people. Some of the other good causes that are out there that are being raised uh, or that are being used to raise money for through things like jersey auctions and other things that are going on through these uh, weekend games, 100%, I'm not saying that they're a bad thing for raising money for. I think this is the wrong time and it's the wrong event to do it and that's all i'm going to say on
0: it yeah i think i think there's a lot of confusion around and i can see where the the, you know what the idea behind it is you know you can play some teams and again i'm not going to name any specific teams but some teams have used it in a way that you know trying to promote equality across the board from all aspects and and kind of the way they've promoted have been like you know not focusing on the rainbow as a color they're using the rainbow colors they're using the the kind of the whole lgbtq kind of um pride aspect but actually not actually talking about it in any way shape or form within their, their media or within their stuff that they're putting out. When I mean, it clearly the Elite League had said whenever they first put out and their first um, stance on this and even even more recently in the last um, week, you know, things, parts of like BBC Report and Sky Report, you know, the league officially said, you know, that, uh, that the league is committed to ensuring equality, respect and safety for all athletes, fans, staff and volunteers with regard to their sexual orientation and or gender identity. Now they clearly stated within their own press release that it was to do with sexual orientation and gender identity where other teams then have not decided to go down that route now i completely understand that it's a wider political issue it's a wider community issue that everything else but at the grassroots a a team a a, a part of a, a team can be a big part of a person's of a, of a community by them putting a strong stance on something to show that they're, they're not going to tolerate any kind of, you know, uh, discrimination for anybody who, who um, identifies as within LGBTQ, you know, community. You know, th- the fact that they, that a team can actually make a big difference to say, actually, you know what, we're standing by this and we're actually going to support it full 100%. Don't kind of, Go in there, eat a tiny bit, and then pull your food out and go, Oh, we'll, we'll toy with the idea. And I can understand how, in different areas in different parts of the UK, that can be quite difficult, but it's either jump fully in or don't jump or don't go in at all. Now, you're right, John. Um, a lot of a lot of good positive things are going to come from it. There's a lot of good positive uh, charities that are going to get money from you know the the sales from the jerseys this weekend, be either through auctions, through shut off back money, whatever it's going to be. Um, and there's others like you know that we can we there can be an argument made and there's people and I'm going to name one team here, the Nottingham Panthers. Now there's a bit of an argument here with the Nottingham Panthers in that they decided to go down the route of not promote not producing a rainbow specific jersey for this weekend instead what they decided to do was bring forward their Valentine's Day jerseys from valentine's day to this weekend and raise the money the money that's going to be raised is actually going to go towards i believe a heart and heart uh chest heart heart stroke or i I think it's a a unit in what the local hospital there and i think actually what they're trying to say is actually whenever you're whenever you're actually auctioning for these jerseys we don't like putting our team name on it it's like the check is going to go directly to this hospital so this is where the money's going now a great positive thing but it doesn't really fall, fall within the remit of this weekend of equality, you know, and it's kind of a bit confusing. You said it yourself, we're not placing blame on the Elite League. We're not saying that they should be, should be more strict on what it is, but maybe there should, needs to be a bit more. first year of it, so we have to let it, you know, we have to get there bit by bit and we have to kind of put little bits and pieces in as we go along, and I understand that. But I think the late league for next year, if they decide to go down this route again and do the same thing next year, I think there needs to be a bit more structure around the understanding of the language, the understanding of um, across the board, all teams should be saying the same thing pretty much, and that um, either everyone raises for the same thing or that money is f- and done in a way that... Okay, I, I heard the interview that uh Luke did on another podcast there last week. Um I did listen to the, I did hear that interview in which he said that they let the teams decide themselves on where that funds should go. Um and that's all that's all great because obviously they know their own local community and they know where the money should go. But I think there needs to be a bit more structure around, you know, what the what those charities should look like or, you know, how they should really put that money out. It was a bit disappointing. It's gonna be a great weekend, don't get me wrong, just for some people and for some teams and the use of the colours, it's just going to be a bit more of a a, a downside. In it'll terms be
1: of- it'll be a good weekend. It's good regardless. The message will get out there, regardless of how different teams or um, people linked to teams or whatever else have decided to put it's either that message or other messages out in particular. Uh, I know for myself, I'll be at the the game here in Belfast. I will one hundred percent be putting in for short off the back raffle. Um, but I will also be, uh, donating, uh, the same value pound wise that I put into short off the back to, uh, an LGBT charity here in Northern Ireland.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, that's perfect. Um, can we-
1: I raise one other thing yes, just, of course. um, just on this, um, the, there's a guy in Canada has, um, can kind of in the last few days been, uh, sort of getting himself, um, into being a bit of a Belfast Giants fan. Uh, His name is Stuart Walter uh, on Twitter. I want to bring this up specifically. Um, So he's done, uh, as of today, he's done three blogs uh, sort of talking about why he's picked uh, Belfast to um, kind of get into. uh, And then specifically today, he wrote uh, a blog looking at the, the pride element of it. And I would urge anyone to go and have a quick read of his blog from today. Uh, We we put it back out there. I uh, put it back out in our socials as well. Um, He has pretty much mirrored what we've said, but probably in a much better way. Um, So I would urge anyone to go and read uh, his blog Failing that, nothing else you're going to see his progression through from uh, knowing very little about the Elite League and the Belfast Giants, and hopefully he's just going to become a a much bigger part of uh, the Belfast Giants family uh, abroad. So, Stuart, welcome uh, to the family, and uh, your first input there uh, has been absolutely brilliant, so well done.
0: Um, Okay, before we move on to our penalty box segment, there's one more story just to... um was from today just to quickly mention no actually sorry it was from Tuesday sorry um, I was going
1: to say breaking news
0: quickly mention <laughs> it
2: um, we
1: never get breaking news breaking news happens 20 we, minutes we after ha- we finish uh, the that's we, true, we, true.
2: Had twi- we had we uh, had Gritty as breaking news on the podcast that's true we did that's true. Sorry,
1: give it time. We've got more gritty yeah. news
2: coming up. Um, this is just a quick one. Um,
0: obviously, we talk about um, many kind of changes to teams and obviously signings and everything else, but it was just this week, uh, obviously Manchester Storm making a move to replace Kyle Hoop hope who left at the this past weekend um and they brought in a croatian defenseman ivan decision who probably would be known from across the elite league from last season when he uh played 39 games for the milton keynes um scoring four goals and assisted with 11 so he's been brought in um as of, I think he he arrived today. I think, and he'll be playing this weekend for the for the team this weekend. Um, but just a quick mention of that. Um, because we always do mention whenever there's signings across the league. Yep. That was really it. Uh, two bits and pieces before we finish off this uh period of hockey, and that is uh two penalties, two two sorry, two DOPS. They are still alive. Uh, decisions made uh, in our penalty box segment for period one.
1: Yeah. So um, two DOPS ruling since the last podcast. Um. The first one, Brennan Conley, one game for cross-checking, uh, pretty clear, one hundred percent. If you watch the video, the link is up on our web page. So if you go and look at the web page for this podcast, you'll be able to see that. And uh, also David Brawl uh, from the Coventry Blaze uh, took two games for boarding. Again, uh, pretty pretty easy. Uh, two sets of very easy uh, penalties and decent, uh, not decent, sorry, uh, fairly.
0: Fairly easy bands, I think. Obviously, Dops are back, um, which you know because they disappeared for the last few weeks. Are we going to talk about that one? I just want to talk about one referee decision that was made this past weekend. Yep. Mm-hmm. That could be argued cost a played a massive part in. Oh yeah. The the loss for the Belfast Giants. Now I'm not going to say that it was the biggest. It was the the full on reasons why. But and I'm not trying to make excuses. But it it, it changed it changed that game so much this past weekend and it's i, I don't care who you say, i don't care who wants to argue against it but it changed the dynamic of that game so much um oh, has this to. past the weekend giants,
1: the giants lost their captain from the game they lost the, they from the lost game a key for
0: defenseman. a a check to the head which, which was, which was not on a check the to the head and when you look at it and see i mean you've got consistency like that i mean dops is non consistent dops aren't always there you've got refereeing that's happening and you're kind of there's questionable refereeing happening um is this still just another one of those things where the league just is again falling down? We, I mean, this is just seems like we talk talking this a lot. It's, it's back it to this thing. Those...
1: It's back to this thing that we have to accept it until something changes, uh, until the referees are given more uh, time and education to develop. Every and year
2: we talk about. Oh, we do. I know. About, do you know what? Do you know what?
1: Every every league talks about it because referees are never popular. Let's mm. let's be fair. We all know that the game doesn't happen without them. But they're never popular. Uh, unless you're Wes McCauley, then you're popular with everyone. Um, but with with that kind of call, that's one of the worst calls I've ever seen. The biggest thing is, and it comes back to the last podcast we are talking about, this uh, thing that came out from the Elite League about making video replays and any and all angles, including those used for webcasts, to be available to referees. Um, until we can get to a position where all 10... Ranks, arenas, locations, whatever you want to call them, have the ability to show live video replays. We're never going to get to the point where we get a uh, an NHL, KHL, DEL type uh, position where, for that hit in particular, Pelich would have been put into the the penalty box. The referees could have gone, looked at the video replay, and then probably if they're going to put him in the box, they're probably going to have to call a minor on him, make it up, uh, call it a late hit, call it whatever. But he wouldn't be thrown out the game and it wouldn't change the whole dynamic of that game. That's the next step for the league as we have to get there. The referees have to continue getting better. Don't let me take that away at all. But within, what, seconds of that call being made and within seconds of Pelic being sent out, it was all over social media about how bad the call was. Mm. That's because people could see it on the webcast, but uh, it's too late at that point for them it's It's too late yeah. and because the referees don't have access to it. I think the ironic thing is that it happened in Sheffield, where uh last time their coach was basically threatened with a rule rather than actually um had it used against them for trying to show video replay
0: true um
1: hmm. so I think there's a there's a specific irony in that, especially considering we gave off and had a laugh at it, but uh yeah, I think that's where we we need to get going to.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I think that's us for this period. Um, and I, I think we'll move swiftly on to our period two of hockey.
2: Me? You just dropped that on me. There. Yep. You <laughs> get you get a job. You think? I got, about, I think I would have realized Dave that Dave isn't here. Isn't here. I mean, how many
1: years are we doing this? About five years now. Yep, you like, think, yeah. yeah I just
2: literally. I just sit there quietly in the corner. And Ask yeah. questions Ask questions Be the everyman That's it That's <laughs> it <laughs> Anyway We're now on period two Which is our uh, Period that we look at Hockey across the pond
1: Look at me what? I'm trying to take a drink While you're
2: talking <laughs> I know Which is pretty much Anywhere that's not here International yes, Correct
1: Look at that um, it's like you've never even listened to the what, podcast either. Pe- what is
2: period two again? Um, what
1: do you do when you're sitting on the other side and not talking? Do you just kind of scroll through your phone? You ever,
2: you ever seen... What um, is hockey? You know that wee monkey with the... with the Cymbals. Cymbals? Cymbals. <laughs> That's my head. Right? Ah. Okay. <laughs> welcome to my That's mind. That's a really big insight today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um... Lo and behold, we've got a couple of stories, and I think we'll start off with Marty's.
0: Yeah, um, we'll start with mine. Let me see which one I have. Let me just check and see. Yes. So um, this is something that's came up quite a few times over the last number of years, um, but it's popping its head up again this season, um, um, especially this point of the season. There seems to be a real talk around um, NHL point system being broken. Um, and a lot of people have views on this, um, not so, um, so much so even, um, you know, coaches and quite big names in terms of coaches across the league have actually come out this week and said something needs to be done, something needs to be reviewed in terms of the point system and how the points are awarded within this league. Um this weekend, or this past week, you know, we've seen the likes of the Florida Panthers, um, tipped home a game-winning goal in the final seconds of a game against the Wild. Um, but it's only the third time this season that a tie break has happened within that that regulation period, and um, with under thirty seconds left um, to go, a lot of people are arguing that the game has, when it comes to the end towards the game, and there's no real. You know when you when you've already, especially in overtime. In overtime, if you've already secured one point out of the possible, you know two. No matter what, if you no matter what, for winning you get two points. So you get two points if you win in regulation, but you also get two points if you win in overtime. But if you get to re- if you get to overtime, you get one point. And so there's some argument over whether or not that full system should be rejigged a bit so that the points are complete are completed for differently. This, um, this yep. seems
1: like the natural progression because if you think a couple of seasons ago we went through the change in overtime because the league wanted to stop games go into the shootout so they actually wanted the games decided if it got that far in overtime so that was why we got the move to three on three overtime um so and yeah it's a 100 percent clear that if you can come out during a tie um with a couple of minutes to go and you can see that game out and get potentially at least a point then yeah you're gonna go for that you're not gonna leave yourself open at the in the defensive area to let somebody potentially score on you
0: yeah so the idea would I think the idea of and um, what discussion had been and I think it's been on the table and, and been in discussions at a number of different NHL levels throughout the years has been a point system that would give three points for a regulation win two points for an overtime win one point for a shootout win and zero points for any type of loss um, and how that would have a massive a massive effect on, on teams across the across the league um, now the sportsnet um have put out a a, they've they've kind of crunched the numbers around um what that might look like if that was the go ahead and had it been used now it doesn't really look too much different when you look at the atlantic division actually it doesn't make any changes in the Atlantic division at all uh the metropolitan division would look slightly different um the hurricanes and the blue the blues would move up um at least into two different positions um, The Rangers would have moved up a position The Flyers would have dropped down And the Islanders would have dropped as well I don't like Maybe it Maybe not as good for Flyers <laughs> um, For the Central Division Actually John wouldn't have worked out either for you The Preds would have dropped um, And the Wild would have moved up um, And the Pacific Division is the biggest yep. uh, Biggest yeah. change Big there swings. Biggest swings there would be You would see the Oilers would move They would change They would move up The Canucks would go down Golden Knights would have moved up So again there is but variations of it the point
1: swing for um, the
0: Oilers so yes. they're currently sitting on fifty-seven points, but
1: these new um, new points awards they would be up to seventy-two points. But
2: That's across the board. A lot of people, a lot of teams are actually a lot. Oh, higher. The, the increase is the increase yeah. is huge. Um,
1: but like yeah, of course you're that, going from a two point
2: to a three, a, a possible three point yeah. win.
1: But that's a a twenty or just less than a, 20, a 15 point swing. Um, the Preds for example they would see a, a drop down they would be nine points up but would still move a place down um, but those swings the biggest thing for me and I was reading the same piece Marty whenever you put it on the um, the running order for today was the fact that I didn't realize that hockey NHL um, and leagues across the world are still the only major leagues who award yeah. a losing point mm. so you're actually still earning a point for losing a game yeah and the more I thought about it, the more it started to no, make sense to me to get rid of that. A losing
2: point if you get to overtime.
1: If that's what I mean. Sorry, if you get to overtime.
2: But no, that. No, the no, not well done. I pretty, it, you, yeah, no.
1: The more I looked at <laughs> it, the more it, it just seems insane to award a losing point.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah um it's an interesting one and it'll be interesting to see um I don't think it'll get brought up I don't think it'll be on the talking agenda anytime soon for the NHL um at least I don't think it'll be on the uh the running order for for the next meeting which is happening here over the play uh, over the uh, all-star weekend um the one big thing, just moving away from that, just because I'm talking about, just a quickly mention the All-Star weekend, um, just before we move on to another story, was that obviously this weekend, we'll see the All-Stars um, competition take place. Um, as usual, you'll have um, the best of the best. Um, well, <laughs> well, we'll say the best of the best, but uh, have you seen the, the, the names just drop on like flies, either through sickness or injury well, or the- small niggles? Like today, Matthews, Austin Matthews is no longer no taking part.
1: Matthews just dropped out with a a niggling wrist injury from what i've heard although apparently he's still traveling so he's Mm. still going he's just not
0: taking part um and obviously then you've got the the big the big thing obviously this weekend is the the obviously the mascots taking on each other i actually seen today someone released a time frame or the schedule for the the mascot uh competitions um and i was like oh actually that's it that does seem more interesting (laughs) um but the biggest part of this weekend i think everybody is waiting for um with beta breath is to see if the new Seattle franchise will actually go ahead with the plan to release the the supposed name, name. for the team, which is supposed to maybe take place this weekend. Totally really? going to be
1: the Seattle Frasers. We called it two years ago. You're is there anywhere so? we
0: can put a bet on that? I'm sure there is somewhere you can put a bet on that. You can put a bet on anything. So I'm sure there's somewhere it'll take Probably a Probably
1: last season we could have put it on predictor bet. But yeah,
0: <laughs> oh. um, yeah that will happen. Supposedly that will happen this weekend. There's been a bit more talk around the Seattle franchise this past week because the uh, construction has fully began, began on the second part of the arena um, where they lifted, they hoisted up the proper rafters. Oh, they've lifted oh, the cool. roof up onto its... The roof and the up, onto, and its, rafter, uh, up yeah. onto its proper state, uh, um, under the proper like pegs or whatever they're... I don't know what they're called engineering and construction <laughs> um but uh You're the least
1: buildery person <laughs> exactly about
0: panic about talking about
1: construction like, that was plaster
2: so good. and paint and i'm sure there's red brick in there somewhere yeah. We're about to put some doors in
0: <laughs> um but yeah so they th- that obviously was released this week so there's been talk obviously from seattle um this week and i think leading up into the all-star weekend we'll be waiting to see so hopefully by the next time we come to recording, we'll have a name i
1: think just Quickly, while we're talking about the All-Star Weekend, I think the, one of the other key things to look out for uh, over this weekend is going to be the three-on-three women's games. Yep. Um, they look like probably being the uh, most competitive part of the entire weekend. Um, so I think they're split into four teams. Um, it's From what I remember, it's nine skaters, one goalie per team. Um, and they I think they can have about 12 or 15 players per team, uh, but they select nine skaters and one goalie for each game. Uh, looks like it's going to be absolutely brilliant. And I think there's actually, as well, again, a couple of women are taking part in a couple of the skills competitions again. Was it last year that there was yeah, a little bit girl, of... Yeah, girl beat everyone in the yeah. speed skating. Yeah, um, class.
0: But then there was the whole thing around the money thing. She finally got it. She finally got it. it.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think the league maybe learnt their lesson from that one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, look, that's that's all going. That's going to be well worth keeping an eye on as well over the weekend.
2: Cool. Okay, uh, John, you've got two stories there. One that's uh, uh, was a bit sad there, so I think we'll we'll go to that one first.
1: Yeah, start with this one. Uh, just wanted to very quickly mention um, that uh, unfortunately last week uh, on the thirteenth of January, uh, German international player Sophie Kratzer uh, lost her battle with cancer. Unfortunately, uh, she was prolific with the the national team. Um, she played with her uh, club team ESE Planegg. Uh, winning seven national titles between tw- 2003 and 2017, uh, which also included uh, a league-unprecedented five in a row between 2010 and 2015. Um, yeah, just a, a sad thing to to see. biggest part of it, guys, is she was only 30 years old. 30
2: years old, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, so, no, definitely uh, wanted to mention that on... Uh, yeah, we're obviously, again, our, our thoughts are with uh, Sophie's friends, family and teammates uh, at this time. Certainly, certainly. Uh, uh, the other one then, guys, I'm going to jump straight into it. A little bit of a, well, I don't want to say... A, black eyes and the Blackhawks. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to say lighter note, but uh, yeah. Um, so this was this kind of went viral over the last couple of days. Uh, so the Hawks were and no, I've put the, I've written this wrong. It wasn't actually in practice. Um this was during warm-ups for a game. Oh wow. Um whatever happened, they were in their zone. No. Apparently what, it was, they were doing it, skills. No,
0: it was, it was it was the morning skate ahead of the game. It was the morning skate. Oh sorry, was the so it it's morning skate before yeah, the game. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Um so it wasn't practice and it wasn't pre-game skate. Sorry, so I, I got it wrong twice there. Um but apparently um Team captain Jonathan Taves and defenseman Duncan Keith got into a full blown scrap on the ice.
0: Like, was it legitimate? Was it a legitimate scrap? See, or- this this
1: seems to be it the thing. The video so all, all the talk, all the talk of the the scrap is that they did have a bit of a barney. They did both end up on the ice, but all the videos, no one clearly was expecting this. No, no. one was videoing it. The only videos that have been released are of everything after just after just after everything seems to happen just as the guys are picking themselves up again um, but I think it's um, I can't remember off the top of my head uh, but one of them has their shirt completely yeah. off has to put their shirt back on but amazingly they just
2: helmets skate away helmets and gloves are off Everything helmets off. are
1: off gloves are off they just yeah. team kind of comes in to separate them but clearly things are not maybe all they were just practicing
2: Chicago. they were just practicing quickest way to get your gloves and helmet off for a wee scrap
1: maybe um Anyway, it's uh, it's not all looking rosy in Chicago. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so it's interesting that's...
2: that, that
0: um, you know that Jonathan Towers came out and said uh, it was just a friendly, it was just a friendly rest, it was just a bit of friendly wrestling. I, I wonder if it's he's just trying to downplay it because he, he knows that if the people realise that there was a big thing happening, they'll make a bigger deal of it. He mm. he
1: has to downplay it. He's the captain. Yep. He he can't afford to put out in the press that he has lost a player or more players in the locker room. As captain, he he absolutely can't afford that. Um, it will be interesting to keep an eye and see how that locker room does. Um, they're not—I don't want to say they're out of it. Out of it. I think they're sitting outside a wild card at this
0: point. Um, they're not, so they're going, They've went on a good run recently,
1: though. Um, but yeah, things are clearly not rosy in Chicago. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> uh,
0: That's right she is a fan, isn't she? Cool. <laughs>
2: Aaron ching,
1: just completely tuned out ching, there for two seconds was listening to the monkey playing the cymbal in his head and forgot that he was in charge of this period. I was winding him back up again so he was oh, oh you're getting as as ready as for well. period three alright yeah, time to turn get, off again getting
2: ready so that takes us to the end of period two and we'll get stuck into period three
1: period three then is our general knocking news, news. See, I, was, I was winding up the,
2: the, the, to get ready for that, that knocking news right, okay. sorry sorry
1: knocking news then is where we get to talk about anything and everything else in the world of hockey that has um sort of caught our eye or taken our fancy over the last couple of weeks um i'm gonna have to start with one of mine um i know i I can't help it i i've been waiting all day i purposely didn't even put this in the group (laughs) chat um guys gritty has fallen from grace and how um so, apparently the uh, organisation have managed to keep this quiet for a couple of months as well. Yeah. So, at a season ticket holders special event, Gritty was there to take photos and had, generally have the crack with the, the fans and with their kids. And, seemingly, whatever's happened, a 13-year-old fan... Patted him on patted the him head. Patted <laughs> him on the head. To which the um, clear response from any mascot would be to take a run-up... And punch the kid in the back of the head.
2: Yeah. Took a running start and punched Brandon as hard as he could, according <sighs> to his father. Really?
1: So, I mean, I... so Flyers fan, defend your mascot. There...
2: I, you can't defend that, <laughs> to be honest no, with you. No, you can't. You absolutely can't. There's there's no way you can defend that. Like, they're saying that there's no evidence of it. Yeah. But there's no, there's no, there's no uh, smoke without fire. You know that something has had to have happened. There had to have been some sort of altercation. Maybe not a full run up and punch to the back of the head, possibly, but you can't you can't defend possibly having an altercation with a thirteen year old. No,
1: nope. I don't want to say there's something to it because you you only know the side of the story that's been put out there. Um, but at the minute, Philadelphia police have uh, told a local paper, the Philadelphia Inquirer, that the investigation is active and ongoing.
0: It's interesting though that you know things like you know the fact that the the, the family themselves haven't actually hired a lawyer to look into it in any way to take it anywhere further. Um, that they've made this allegation. They've made this kind of you know claim that this has happened. Mm. There's been no fan, no fans that were at the at the event yeah, said were. that they've seen it. There was nobody they can identify to say any other way to say that it didn't happen or it did happen. So yeah, there's, it's really saying
2: this because if I was saying all that you'd be like, yeah. Yeah. You're just a flyers fan. But again, <laughs>
0: you know, it's kind of one of those things where you know like you know, I wonder what it could be you know, did, did was it actually more of a, a fact that like maybe you know, maybe it didn't happen just that quite way that way. Maybe it was just like the child did get like, you know you know, Grady was maybe a bit rough with him or whatever, like, you know, because we could I could mean I could make the argument of the fact that um, in the past we had um, a certain fan. What's he called? Cameron a, Cameron Hughes. Cameron Hughes. We had a, a person here who was supposed to get the, the fans geared up. Geared, um, geared up. Now I could have complained. I I and I was very close to complain at the time because my nephew, who was only I think maybe eight or nine at the time, quite young. Um, Cameron physically grabbed him. Um, shaking him around To the point where he was left with a bruise Just on his collarbone Now what? We didn't take it We didn't take it any further Because we just thought Well Cameron didn't realise He was going to the point he was He was getting a bit enthusiastic into it And he was kind of You know but You know we could have took it further But yeah, we didn't yeah. Because it was kind of you know Like we kind of know That's kind of what he'd done My nephew was terrified Then whenever he came back in the year later My nephew was like Oh I hope he doesn't come anywhere Get away from, it, get away from and You can imagine so why You know at such a young age Then being shaken by some man Who was getting really excited About the game or whatever Um, But you know, it's is it just like they're being a bit insen maybe they're just being a bit too sensitive? Maybe, you know, gritty didn't go as hard as what it was, but they're kinda of maybe trying to claim that it was worse. I, I, think, my,
1: I think my think my favourite part of the this is a piece on Yahoo Sports, um, is the final line where they say this isn't turning serious quite yet. Greenwell hasn't
2: hired a lawyer. But it can turn orange and ugly soon. Hey. So there we go. Well also sorry, one wee bit in there and I really shouldn't be pointing this out. Is that Philadelphia has also become notorious for physical physical attacks coming from their mascots? Yes, the, the Philly most sued ma- uh, mascots from uh, in their majors. Yep, yeah. it's the Philly. What's what's it called the Philly fanatic fanatic fanatic. That's
0: the one. Their base is that their baseball teams. Yeah, yeah, is that the big green thing. Yeah, yeah, he was on an episode of. Um, I was watching. I watched. I don't know if anybody watches that show, the Goldberg, the Goldbergs. Yes, yeah. and it's obviously based in Philly and they're big Philly fans and he's in it like he, he's actually in the, one of the episodes there recently and I was like oh that's really funny um, but he just makes honking noises I think if I remember correctly he does, he does yeah I think, I think
1: the real, isn't, isn't the Simpsons like Capital City goofball kind it's of based, on it? based oh, on off it, him? it is yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I really hope nothing's
2: from it but it's yeah definitely bad news all around
1: Murray I want to come to you next um, this is uh, an interesting one where uh Putin is getting himself involved in the game again.
0: Yeah, so this is actually, I suppose, I suppose um, for big reasons and for specific reasons, um, obviously one of the leaders of, um, you know, one of the biggest countries in the world. Um, Putin has obviously a massive, you know, he has a massive say in things that happen globally. Um, and obviously at the moment, one of the biggest things that um, is, is hitting the world quite hard is obviously you know global the climate climate change and, and the global catastrophes that are happening across the world um you know we've seen the major fire, fires that have happened in um australia there this past year we've seen the the wildfires that have happened in america we've seen you know um cases of like ice ice, ice caps melting and there's huge big issues happening worldwide we're talking about hurricanes talking um you know Things like, you know, earthquakes that have hit, um, you know, quite recently there in South America. You know, massive things happening. Um, they are, this group, um, are tr- there's a group uh, trying to uh, schedule a game uh, to take place in the Borneo Ice Camp on the 20th of April this year. Um, a-, a game of ice hockey on the northernmost part of the North Pole. Um, only a few hundred kilometres from the North Pole point. Um, And the the idea behind it would be to try and bring together um, people, big named people um, that would take part in this this game in order to significantly kind of make highlight climate change and about how important it is. The entire project was cancelled last year just before it was supposed to start and they're hoping to try and get it happening this year. They're trying to promote the fact that there is major environmental issues and in particular melting polar ice um, is one of the reasons why this initiative was trying to take place in the first place. Um, They've kind of come out and said, well, why not try and bring in one of the biggest names of the free leaders of the the world in the form of Putin um, when he is so often seen uh, playing ice hockey, being such a passionate ice hockey fan. Uh, So I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to call him out to try and get him to come in and play um as part of this game. Now as of t- as of the as of date, as of this date, no it hasn't came forward to say about um, you know, if that's gonna happen. But a lot of players, um, including, you know, former ice hockey players, famous politicians, musicians, actors, and Vladimir Putin himself, um, have all been asked to maybe take part. So it'd be interesting to see what happens and anything comes off
2: it. Um and are going want to see an all star I use this term all star loosely here. Like could you imagine Putin, Trump, Johnson, Johnson <laughs> all putting on some skates? What a game.
1: <laughs> what a game that would be, um, considering I'm pretty sure the only one who can actually skate is
2: Putin. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, but, yeah, that would be something to see. Um, it's definitely a message that needs to be put out there, and do you know what? Fair play to the organisers of the, the games to actually invite them down yeah. and draw some attention to it. Hundred percent brilliant idea guys I'm going to round off knocky news with uh, a good story at uh, this time and uh, this is the news of uh, Minnesota Wilds Matt Dumba um, Dave's not here so I thought somebody has to bring up the Wild in a positive light <laughs> for some reason um, so after a game against the Panthers um, Matt Dumba was leaving the arena and uh, noticed that there was another car in the car park uh, it turns out it was a fan who was stuck in the car park after their car had stalled. Um, and it was an elderly gentleman, so Matt stopped and helped him to jumpstart his car so that he could get home. Uh, best part of it all is that the fan clearly knew who he was, and they got a selfie. But I love the fact that the guy's car's bonnet is open in background. <laughs> um, so clearly, I can't tell if this is before or after they've actually jumpstarted the car. Um, did he not have to go get petrol?
2: Did I he think so. That, something there that he not only did he help him jumpstart the car. He actually went down the road. Yeah, the so he got, him, he got him some
1: fuel as well. Yeah. Um, so it. Had, I think the car had stalled, was out of fuel. Clearly, the, like, this guy was so um, desperate to get to the game on time that he thought he would make it with the like running on fumes. But yeah, Dumba. <laughs> good guy, Doomba does good guy things. <laughs> um, so always always like to see good news stories like that get a, a bit of press so that's fantastic guys that is us for Nokia news and we move on to the star segment the star segment then is where we talk about um sort of people players um games goals anything like that that um we 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 think, needs special consideration. And as part of that, we are running the Door 14 star competition. So, last time around, you guys arrived, or sorry, not you guys, Aaron, you weren't here, you didn't put a star forward. I was in Houston. But Marty, Marty and Dave arrived to the podcast with no nominations. Yes, is true. And through the podcast, they ended up throwing nominations in. So I thought, was, I thought it was me against the, the fans who done put that. them forward. As it turned out, the both of them put people forward and I can now reveal the results of the last vote. So, in reverse order, in tied third place is myself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> with my nomination Elgin Pierce with 13% of the vote and also on 13% of the vote was Dave with the TSN World Junior Championships camera uh, that basically had a gold to the Canadians. Um in second place on their own is the fans Uh, that I believe was Matthew with the headbutt goal which means yet again I believe for possibly the second time running uh, we have Marty who wins with a solid 50% of the vote whoop 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 with his nomination of Rickard Palmberg who I want to be very clear stayed in Belfast last weekend and didn't travel with the team so he didn't play last weekend but still won you the star do you know who did travel?
0: Oh, Elgin Pierce. <laughs> not better. We don't know if he was injured or not.
1: Mm, so not what, what, what's the point? He was on a
0: gym. It was on his Instagram. Well, maybe he's had a niggle and he was still
1: working out, you know, just mm. taking over. Mm. Likely story. Anyway, so what's this time around, points, this time around, the scores are currently um, John on zero, the fans <laughs> on three, Dave on two, Aaron on one.
2: I've got one. It helps <laughs> me
1: me on zero still oh. this is a fix this is something that you've organized with everyone Kenny. and i'm clearly well done no guys for it. keeping
2: up keeping it up mm. so
1: once again we've arrived into the podcast and uh, looking through the running order before we started oh. i was the only person with a do nomination. i have to type it into this thing yes you, you to do type it in. Ah, so okay. again through the podcast i have been left yet again uh, with other people nominating at the last minute, which kind of sucks. Our two no nominations this time though are Dave, he knows the rules by now that if you're not here you don't nominate. And the fans, no nomination this time around from the fans, so they will not take part. That means it's going to be a three way competition. Guys, I'm going to go with mine first because it's the one opportunity I've got to be fairly positive about the Predators this podcast. Uh, My nomination is uh, Nashville Predators' Philip Forsberg. Um, He became only the second person in NHL history to score a lacrosse goal. Um, Really unfortunate that it came literally weeks before or weeks after the first one was scored. Uh, Otherwise, this would have been way more important um and again like like i talked about earlier on with the preds we are kind of stretching for positives at the minute whether it's uh goalie goal uh or whether it's uh, a lovely looking lacrosse goal so my nomination is going to be the nashville predators philip forsberg
0: marty your nomination and why please my nomination uh for this podcast is based a bit on the conversation we had earlier in the podcast in period one um for this weekend's upcoming games um Uh, you can play games. And and I just wanted to really just nod my head and and tip my cap and all that kind of stuff um, and nominate the Coventry Blaze um, as my star for this week. Primarily, my choice for that is that uh, the Coventry Blaze have shown... I think I've really got into and I've shown what this weekend is truly about, um, and, and really embraced the whole thing. Not even just because they changed their logo and, 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 and embraced the, the rainbow part of, part of the logo and created one of the nicest logos yep. this weekend. One hundred percent. We haven't. We didn't even get talking about the jerseys earlier on. Um, we didn't. And our no, we didn't. Of the well, I'll tell you
1: what. We'll, we'll come back to it after we've done this. We'll come
0: back to it. But so my choice is the common just because I think you know both from what they're doing on and off the ice to promote this weekend, I think is great. and I think it should be commended and I wanted to point that out. Yep. So that's my choice.
1: Fair play. Can't argue with that. I made exactly the same point on my my own personal Twitter through the week. So, yep, can totally agree with that. Aaron, your nomination and
2: why, please? My nomination actually comes... I feel bad because I was nearly going to nominate uh, Stuart Walter for all of his... uh, What's the three... Uh, ...blogs that he's put out at the moment... ...he's doing he's doing a great job there... ...but something caught my eye on his latest blog post... ...and it was... ...Baby Yoda... ...wearing a, a Giants top... Yep. ...and sipping soup from a Giants cup... <laughs> ...and sipping soup from a Giants cup... ...I was like this is amazing... ...and uh, to be fair to Stuart... ...at the very end... ...he gives this guy a massive shout out... ...and I actually I love it so much that... ...he is getting my uh, my star this week... ...and it's Matt Harvey... Uh, if you get a chance, check him out on Twitter, Matt underscore Harvey 95. He's a, I mean, I I have his profile here somewhere.
1: Yeah, Matty's also on Instagram. He, if you're a Giants fan in particular, you will probably be quite familiar with his work. Yeah. Um, he did some brilliant stuff. One of my favorites is the one that he did of Adam Keith before the CHL games. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. But he's done um, a lot of the stuff that um, Boomerang tends to put out yeah. um, of sort of player um, photoshopped uh, photos. Um, Smo, I know, is a, a big fan of his as well, because um, I think he might actually be a big fan of Smo. He does, <laughs> he does wallpaper
0: well. weddings,
2: doesn't
0: he? Yes, I think mm. so. Uh,
2: his stuff is absolutely brilliant, uh, and Check it's it. well worth checking out. I love his profile. It's like, uh, graduate planner, urban designer, an all-round creative genius. I would agree with that. Can't argue
1: with that. Nice. Nope, no, definitely. We will throw By some Mars links up. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we'll, we'll,
2: bringing together the Giants, uh, Baby Yoda, Star Wars, That's that's it's a winning can't, combination, Exactly. Isn't it?
0: I can already see the way that this
1: competition's going already. Do you
2: had something,
0: there was something that, just because you were saying about when worlds collide, there's something you put up the other day of Star Trek meets NHL. What was that? Was that something oh, in Gritty? So, Star yeah. Trek? So, Star Trek and Gritty. The NHL, as part, and, of,
1: as part of the, the release of Star Trek Picard, Um, The NHL um, seemed to have a correspondent at the um, premiere of it for some unknown reason, as you do. And they did an interview with Patrick Stewart, who obviously plays uh, Captain Picard, and some of it was absolutely brilliant. And, uh, well, really unfortunately now, after the story of uh, Gritty is broken, uh, part of it he actually talks about uh, the potential for uh, Gritty in Starfleet and how he would do... (laughs) Um, so apparently now
2: knowing what we know, probably have, not we too ever, well. have we ever had an orange shirt on Star Trek?
1: He's probably close enough that he'd probably get shot. He <laughs> might he might just get winged. He might be he might survive it. He might be alright. <laughs>
2: um
1: right, that's our star segment. So quickly before we move on to something that we said we we're gonna talk about, I'm gonna recap the the nominations. So our first nomination is from myself, it's the Nashville Predators Philip Forsberg. Um the second nomination is Marty. It's the Coventry Blaze for the manner in which they've approached the EIHL Pride Weekend, and Aaron's nomination is Matthew Harvey uh, for just being a general, general all round
2: great guy and great artist. Adding, adding to the to the Belfast Giants um, community, absolutely, hundred percent. Right,
1: very quickly then, let's discuss it because we said we would. The Pride jerseys,
2: yes, Pride jerseys. Uh, let's
1: talk about this in a positive light. Um, for this, guys, I'll go with the consensus. Do we include Nottingham?
0: Um, we well, yeah, because it's part of this weekend and it's a special jersey they've got commissioned for this weekend. So yeah, that's not we have to include them. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know or it's a first time listen, uh, we have come. I think we've been came. We're, we we're well known for. It's not an obsession with hockey jerseys, but it tends, tends to be at least one hockey jersey of some description is being talked about in each episode. Um, so this is just continuing form, uh, good form with that. So guys, uh, I guess um, all of the teams have now released their jerseys for this coming weekend. The one thing you will notice probably from all of the teams, and I don't know why, but majority of the teams, apart from I think, well, apart from Nottingham's Pride jersey in inverted commas, um, and also, Fife are the only ones I think to go with like a blue colour. Mm. Everyone else is wearing a dark black jersey apart Except from. for Cardiff. Cardiff. Who've gone white. Who've gone white. I haven't seen Cardiff. Have I seen Cardiffs? When was Hang Cardiffs
2: on. released? Today.
0: Oh, I haven't seen Cardiffs. Oh, okay, right. Oh, yeah, okay, right.
2: Yep. Wasn't yep, that my favourite? Wasn't that brought up on Twitter? And it was something to do with home jerseys
0: or Yeah, it to do with it depends on if your yeah, color so essentially if your so dark color, if your dark colors away, if your home jersey is a dark color, it's pretty much what's what most people are going for. Oh, okay. Right,
1: remember as well earlier this season we had the absolute farce oh, which yeah. I believe was was it a Nottingham and Cl- it was either Clan or Blaze game where um Nottingham were wearing specially designed very pale looking jerseys. And they forgot to tell the home team, or sorry, the visiting team to bring their home jerseys. So nobody on the ice could tell who was who, and none of the fans knew who was who at all. So with this in mind, guys, we could have a huge conversation around this. So what I want to sort of focus on is if we select probably a favourite each to sort of go on. I'm going to start, and like, it breaks my heart to do it. Because of the situation. But let's be positive about it. I love the design of the Flyers jersey. Um, I know from looking at some chat on social media. A lot of the Flyers fans feel a little bit disappointed with the design. Because they're asking silly things like. Where are all the sponsors logos and all the rest of it. If it was me I'd be crying out for a jersey that's not covered in sponsor logos. To me it looks like a little bit of effort has gone into it. Um, The... The logo... Well, the logo could do with a little bit more design work rather than just being overlaid with the colours, says the guy who just overlaid the rainbow colours in the Door 14 logo. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> a little bit more work could have been done to it. I think there's better logos out there. Um, but definitely, I think, design-wise and colours-wise, I actually really like the, the way that the colour has been used on the Flyers jersey. I think it pops a little bit better. Aaron... So, for, obviously, my nomination then for the best jersey, not that it's a nomination or anything, but my favourite pride jersey for the, the 2020 Pride Weekend is going to be the Five Flyers. What's yours? I quite
2: like the Glasgow Clans. Ooh, controversial. Why? Does everyone hate it? Uh, not sure it's a favourite of people's. I've lost um, it on the...
1: You have. You've, you've screwed up my iPad somehow. There we go.
2: I, I think it's... Although, because you've got the colour. Colours the rainbow and they've actually gone and changed the logo to to it's still the clan's logo Mm -hmm. but it's got the the rainbow colors in it i think so it's not like i think i suppose it's depending how you look at it i'm not a massive fan of the giants one i've like no that's that's kind of a
1: separate conversation so people people have had the the issue with the fact that the giants rather than Recoloring or doing something with Finn, they've gone with the the G uh, yes. of Giants. Um, I think that's a a main reason why it's not one of my favorites. Like I've said, I one hundred percent will still be going out and I will still be buying shirt off the back tickets this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's not my favorite. Um, but but you I, but sticking can, with but the I, clan though is, then
2: I can see how the clan. It's not in your face, like it, it's not a massive. Look at it! It's, oh no, it's got on the on the sleeves and all. No, I'm sticking with the Clan.
1: Okay, okay. Um, thought it was a little bit controversial to go with the Clan, but yeah, okay. Marty, I think I know the way that you're going to go with this. Um, but your your favourite Pride jersey?
0: Yeah, uh, my favourite jersey out of them all that has been designed for this weekend is the Manchester Storm. Mhm. Um, yeah. I really like.
2: It's it is really it's nice. it's
0: really catching. I love how bold it is. I like that it's you know it's cool. it goes right across the jersey. I like the idea of it's like the the kind of the the splash paint type idea. I, I don't know just everything about it. I just love I love down to the little crest and the shields on the arms. I like the crest and the shield on the front of the and the collar.
1: With the point that I made earlier on about the five fans getting on, I think it's really <laughs> worth noting that the spot there are still I think maybe one or two logos on um, yeah there is, there's obviously their title sponsor Goodwin and I think there's one other logo on there in the bottom corner of one of the back of the jerseys but they've kept a really tidy clean jersey they Have mm-hmm. and to me that's what this should all have been about I think that a team like Dundee has really suffered on that one where they've stuck with the, the big primary colours of all their main sponsors, they haven't really dolled them or done anything with them, yeah. they've just slapped them on the same way that they were um, Steelers have done exactly the same thing um, but I, I'm a fan of the Steelers one as well. Again, it, it's it's got a you similar and me are going to have to stand to take a step outside here.
2: <laughs> Why it's got a similar? If, if you like the the uh, Manchester Storm because of all the colours, it's very bright and it's got the um, the the rainbow that's, right across. That's
1: fine, but the Steelers one's covered in logos like the rice. I can't tell what it's for.
0: I don't mind the Steelers one, but I, I definitely think that it, I think the. Um, I think the, the, the Manchester one definitely jumps out for me. I, I didn't get to mention um
2: the on those to be the
0: full uh full transparency. Um I had to chase the dog there. She kind of grabbed something and I had to chase her down the stairs. That's why I went away for a minute and so whenever you were talking about the jersey you chose the clam one. Did you just mention it because of the actual logo and how cool the logo is? So that, looks? that's why
2: that's, he's gone with the logo. I'm I'm gonna you say it's controversial. I'm I think it's a boring jersey. This.
0: I, I don't mind the jersey, but I think the logo there's looks no amazing. Other con-
2: is there is there actual controversy around it, or is it just a no? No, that no. There's a... no other controversy. I'm just <laughs> I saying like, con- what am I Controversial
0: as a
1: choice. <laughs> it's got. I've got to be fair. So I've obviously like been it. sharing. I've been sharing these jerseys um, as they've been released on our Twitter page. Yep. Uh, and I also threw up. Um, I think the first seven of them I put on Instagram as well. I have to be fair. The resounding um, sort of feedback has been that the storm have nailed it. The, um, and yeah. the yeah. storm have nailed it with the jersey. However, the other resounding success has been with the blaze and their logo. The logo. Everyone, yeah, the logo I haven't found anyone who dislikes the blaze's uh, version of their logo. Um, everyone seems to love it. I will give an honourable mention though to guilford because I think there's very very good design elements in their jersey uh, as well. I think the the banding at the bottom is brilliant it's kind of weaves and changes the colors weave and change throughout same on the sleeves i actually think it's quite a nice jersey it just it's missing something for me um the logo really really good um but just missing that something and i totally understand people will probably get on my back and say oh the flowers jersey you're just saying that because you're from fife um to be fair you're probably not far wrong um that's probably why i have picked that one So there you go. Uh, We've no idea what Dave's favourite is. I'm sure he'll tell us once he listens to this episode uh, on Twitter. Dave, jump straight on your phone there and tell us which one's your favourite. With that then, guys, that rounds us over towards our overtime segment.
0: Yep, our overtime segment is just a last part of our episode where we either find a, a story that links to one of our main stories of the episode or, as the case is today, we have a couple of overtime questions um, to add to the run, the the podcast, uh, both if I'm not correct if I'm not mistaken in thinking, I think both of these come from uh, the same person. That's uh, our regular listener Mark. Um, he's put in two questions. I'm going to go with the first one. I'm going to go with is the first question that was put through, which we'll look at the end. He, te- he technically
1: one. did three, but I think I covered it and made enough of an idiot of myself on Twitter earlier on today that maybe covered. we've maybe we've already covered that. So the first
0: question <laughs> we'll look at is obviously we've already talked about this weekend uh, coming up. Uh, it will be the nhl showcase so the all-star weekend will be coming up shortly the question he's asked is is the nhl all-star game no longer the showcase it was back in the 80s and 90s and is this now just a distraction from the regular season business um i know my take on this my take on this is i think that uh the all-star game has kind of run its course i just think that it is a bit of a distraction that's not required um i don't think that it really needs as much attention as it gets I understand the idea behind it is kind of like a, a mid-season break kind of idea because they don't really take one over the Christmas period. But I I would argue that, um, you know, as sports athletes and everything else, that they, they should just, you know, like any other league around the world, it should just keep continuing. I still stand by the fact that I don't even agree with um, the... Um, the, the advert breaks and stuff in play because I just think it's ridiculous but I think you just don't like it as a fan
1: a, whenever the CHL comes here and we have to have the power breaks
0: stupid I'm just thinking it's like uh, really it's, it's, it's not required it's not required. all North American sports not required why do you think the Super Bowl takes 12 days it's not required <laughs> um, but yeah I don't think I still think I, I like I still think it's a bit Actually, of fun
1: I'm going to say one thing you never complain on Super Bowl night whenever all the new movie trailers and everything come out I don't watch Super Bowl. I was because I watched the
2: trailer the that. next you know, day. I went the next morning <laughs> and I watched the trailer. If it wasn't for
1: those ad breaks in what is the biggest televised sport event in the world, we wouldn't get all those trailers.
0: True. That's very so really true. You would, there you you would you go. get there's them. The, but there's the hypocrisy just right I do there. get them. just get them the next day. It's fine. Yeah.
1: There's the hypocrisy right
0: there. Um, but yeah, I would say that at this point, I think the the All-Star game doesn't, doesn't have the same appeal as what it, maybe it used to.
1: I think you're right. I think there are elements of the All-Star game that no longer really matter. Um, What I will say is some of the stuff that's come out over the last couple of seasons, especially around the inclusion of women into the program, is well worth maintaining. At the moment, I think that the exposure that the women's game gets through something like the inclusion in the All-Star weekend is still worth having the All-Star weekend for. Clearly, it is a distraction for the domestic season, I also I have to disagree with you, Marty, on okay. the whole break thing. A lot of other sports do actually do some kind of mid-season break, whether it's a, a winter break, whether it's a summer break or whatever it is. They'll have a, a bye week or something where there's no games. There's a little bit of a break and play. Players get to kind of rest and recoup. They're way beyond at this point in the NHL calendar. They're way beyond halfway as far as regular season goes. But any of those teams that are gearing up towards playoffs, that chance to step back, get your breath, and get ready for that running and get ready for playoffs, because playoffs start straight away after the regular season. Mm. There's There's no bye week or anything. There's no rest period. It's straight into playoffs. I think it's well worth it for how long this league and how long that sport goes on. Obviously, we're different here in the Elite League in that we progress on to a very short format playoffs. Um, but with the NHL playoffs, I think that week to be able to draw a breath still matters. Does it have to be the All-Star weekend? For the minute, for the other stuff that comes along with it, I think yes. Also, the fact that you pull fans from across the league and you pull attention to different cities every year, I can't complain because we got the one in Nashville which Mm -hmm. to me, I watched this for the first time ever. I have to be honest. I watched almost everything that came out of that All-Star weekend. Thought it was brilliant, the exposure the city got. I think it was just rewards for that city having the run to the playoffs and to the playoff final that they'd had a couple of seasons before. Mm -hmm. I think for holding something like that, the city has to earn it. And I think they earned it and they got it for that. They also eventually got their winter classic, but they got absolutely hammered. Um, So yeah, I, I think there's still something there with it.
2: No, I think there is something there for it. Um, I think it's become abundantly clear in this podcast that I have a very short attention span. <laughs> so I'm impressed that you were able to answer sort of on cue there. Yeah, yeah. I did like, have to point. At nod, you nod. <laughs> um, so having yes, having that break, but having something to fill that break is a good thing. It's a, it's a good to keep the, the the fans going. Having those different cities getting that attention, it, it's all good. But with with you guys saying that you think it's run its course what do you think it would need to give it a, a new lease of life if
1: i knew that i would have made a fortune selling
0: it to the i league. no I, I, I just think um if i just think that if you're not going to have it just don't have it if you're going to have a break if you're going to ha- if you want to have a break like a, even if it's just one week where there's no games whatsoever or whatever it is then do that just have a break and let the players let all of the players just Rest. Rest and recuperate, and let everyone do it. Whereas instead of just picking out players who are pretty much the big names for each of those teams to have to not get that break because they have to go out and play a game that they have to go out and play a game and do all this activity over the course of that weekend. But the I same, just think the just, same
1: could be said then about the Winter Olympics and having to do a potential Olympic break. But that's
0: not every player is going out to the Olympics. No, but that's by choice. That's a player's choice. A player can choose to go to the Olympics, and a player actually, can also some players choose, choose to completely
1: lie and not turn up to the All Star Weekend. We've yeah, seen well, it that's before. true,
0: and that, which is why I think this probably happened with a bunch of these players. Well, we've seen that we've seen that last year, and it was clear last year. But players who got got caught out last year were fined for not going. Yeah, but the it's good chompson, example of that was chompson. Ovechkin. Ovechkin decided I don't want to go to it last year, and he didn't go, and he was fined. Yep. But again, they shouldn't How have been fined, fined because he wouldn't, and that wasn't disclosed oh uh, but he was fined no, i don't
1: think it was but it went i think it went to the um the players for players yeah okay. it does
0: but um, again why should he be fined and he said right i'll take it but he's like why should he be fined you know what i mean he but should have he's he in should, the same
1: boat when he push, puts himself forward for the olympics as that's well by, that's in, by choice in olympic lockout that's his choice true but so. the league finds him either way
0: yeah
1: okay cool okay um, the second one, then we just battering straight on. Yeah,
0: it? second question. Then uh, we had was for, uh, also from Mark, um, and this is a question closer to home um, around the Elite League and this is the Challenge Cup. Um, now he has asked the question: What are your opinions about the discussion on social media, mainly from Steelers fans, around the Challenge Cup final being in Cardiff if the final is the Steelers versus Panthers? Um, John, we'll go with you first. What's your take?
1: I'm pretty sure we've had this discussion before about the decision by the league to make the final be in a neutral location like Cardiff, um, or neutral, so they say. Um, I totally understand um, where this argument would come up, and I'm pretty sure it was one of the first arguments that was made when the league announced that the Challenge Cup final was moving to Cardiff and away from um, basically being a, a home location drawn from the two teams that are still there. Um Cardiff is not an enormous arena. It's smaller than the SSE by a fair distance. It is immensely smaller than the Motorpoint Arena in Nottingham and uh, what I think is a Motorpoint or could be something else in Sheffield. Um, It's enormously smaller. Um, So clearly the ticket sales will not be as big. But you're also asking fans of two teams who sit very close to each other, and this is in a specific case of it being a Sheffield-Nottingham final. They are very close to each other. They do travel. They are, in their own words, the biggest rivalry in European hockey, so they say. But they these are also fans who also give off and say that they play each other too much and that the rivalry has been diluted and that they no longer really feel that bite. Uh, in a, a game between the two teams we've seen it to the point now that Sheffield fans are almost turning and rearing back on Belfast now uh, because they see it being a, a chippier contest between the two teams mm. um, I think the league has a point with having this in inverted commas neutral venue um, but I totally understand it from a fan's perspective I think the unfortunate reality is that suck it up um, if that's the reality then you're going to have to be quick to get your tickets uh, exactly the same way that Giants fans had to be the last two years.
2: Yeah. How, be- how far is it further to travel? I'm not, I'm not asking my. Answer. Well, the reality yeah, is compared- that they can
1: drive there, um, whereas Giants fans we had to fly there. Um, and let's not forget, was it the first or the second year battling through the
2: snowstorms? Mm. Um, so we kind of have to fly everywhere though. Yeah, Fireboard. we do. That's you the know,
1: reality of I don't being think here. That, yeah. That's absolutely the reality of being here. But if. We've had the same argument for the last two years with um, Giants fans having to travel to that one-piece final, is if it was in Belfast, we wouldn't have had to travel. We wouldn't have had all that expense. Well, the problem is, in the first year, the Devils would have had to do that travel. In the second year, the Guildford fans would have had to do that travel.
0: So, um, so to answer your question, it's about three-hour drive. Okay. Um, I agree. I think you know the fact that the, 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 the league has to stand by the decision they made um, not last year, the year before, whatever it was, whatever they made the decision that the Cardiff Cardiff would hold would host the Challenge Cup for whatever amount of years they were going to hold it for. So they obviously can't change their mind on that and decide now just because there's too big, two two of the, the biggest fan, I suppose, biggest fan contingents that they could actually get. In. there's no doubt that if it's Cardiff, if it's going to be Panthers versus Steelers, that'll be a sellout arena, or that'll be a sellout down in Cardiff. No doubt about it because they'll have enough fans travel. They'll travel down. They'll go to it. That they'll be able to sell it out. That's not an issue. I agree that they could sell more. Mon- they could get earn more money, the league could earn more money by changing, making changing this decision and moving it to a bigger venue in order to accommodate the mm-hmm. two fans. Which, to be honest, knowing this league, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Well, that was going to go be my question. Their- knowing this yeah. league, if
1: we get a Panthers Steelers final, do they announce that they're yeah. changing venue? I
0: think they. I legitimately think they'll turn. They'll turn around and go. The, the the money signs will pop into their heads and they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, let's just change it. Um and if everybody's in agreement and they're okay with that, let's do it. But I'd be very disappointed because they made the decision, they they could have made that decision any other time. Um especially for things like whenever it was two teams that probably the further like, well, one team that was probably the furthest away from a from point, you know, from, from the from the location to play in the game last year. Um and again, it's it's really a question of, you know, do they stand by their guns and actually stick to that point or do they do you think they'll cave? And that's the question that'll happen. It'll come up.
1: Oh, I think if there there would be serious questions from everyone, um, if the venues change, and I think rightly so, and I think the league would have to fight really hard to defend that decision. But that's something that we'll have to wait. And but see it's only, it only it's,
2: it's only really going to annoy every other fan base rather than. than well, it, it and wouldn't it wouldn't
1: bother those two fan bases. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, it would bother the eight other fan bases. Yeah. Um, Plus, more than likely, it would probably annoy um, the, the new sponsors who are probably all geared up to head to Cardiff for mm. that final um, as a, a showcase, but yeah, there we go.
0: Okay, um, that's the last question we have in our overtime segment.
1: He did he did have his other one, but if you want to look at me making an idiot myself on Twitter, uh, go and have a look at the back and forward I had with him. He, uh, he asked Door14 uh, today and I decided to answer personally. Uh, I did make a slight apology through my Twitter
0: feed. I understand <laughs> where you're coming from, but yeah. but yeah, it did look a bit yeah. There we go. Go go anyway. and have a
1: look at it. It's all it's all about this uh, battle of Alberta that's been going on over the last couple of weeks uh, to do with bands and uh, guys coming back from bands and uh, media furor about it all. But go and have a read if you want, and uh, let us know what you think. So,
0: Aaron has returned to the Oh-ho! podcast.
1: Literally, haven't had a bedtime story in 2020.
0: Um. Aaron, where have i been where have, yeah, where who have knows? you You're been in, who knows? you were in texas you were in i i think it was your birthday yeah, apparently, were, apparently you were working
1: and you were at nasa
0: <laughs> so i'm not entirely sure i know what your job is anymore i can't tell you that and <laughs> um, but Aaron is back with us which means the return of one of our favorite segments yay Aaron, do you want to introduce
2: it you don't there it's the abcs of hockey I still want to hear it. I, I know you you click the button on the keyboard, but I want to hear the music. We should figure...
0: I should try and figure that out so we can play it so you can just... Yeah, because i seen you early on, even whenever we're moving between periods, you're
2: like trying to rock <laughs> try, out. Try, trying to rock out and playing the, playing the guitar. So, guys, um, it has been a few weeks. Um, I'll not try to quest quiz you on the last one. Um, we'll get stuck into this letter. Can you remember what this letter is? We are on G, I believe. <sighs> G, okay. So... I'll make it a little bit easier for you because of certain uh, news stories that happened this week. G is not gritty. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd be very surprised if it was. <laughs> it, 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 was it never was going to be. <laughs> yeah, when, was this, put, from, when was the when not gritty? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so guys, what do you think the letter G in the ABCs of hockey uh, stands for? Goal. Goalie. Goalie, okay. Both and you both said this at the weekend. One of you said goal, and then one of you said goalies. I appreciate that both of you went for it, okay. You miss a hundred percent
1: of the shots you don't take.
2: So, what is it? It's goal, goalie, goal, it's goal. You miss the hundred percent of the shots you don't, Gretzky. Take the okay, great one yeah, fair play oh my god
1: well done. <laughs> well done even the dogs excited at that
2: one even the dogs excited at that one of course it was, course going, it was, to be it was going to be Gretzky the Gretzky the great one it's all of that so what do you know about Gretzky
1: one and only number
2: ninety nine. One and only ninety nine. That uh, although the number isn't officially
0: retired, that it's one of those numbers that uh, has become kind of became synonymous. So I it so read. It makes
1: a. It makes a I damn good whiskey. Retired.
0: No, I don't think it's not world. Re- it's not world retired. I think it's. I think the, oh, idea the NHL is is retired it. I think the, the idea NHL, is still playing it, it. I think it'd be frowned
1: upon even oh, internationally massively? if somebody yeah. wore it. Yeah. I can. I can tell you from uh, experience. He makes a, a damn good whiskey.
2: From experience.
1: Yes. Um, so I, you don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys remember but I was in Canada a couple oh, of years ago boy. and uh, yeah we were uh, turning around and I actually drove past the uh, distillery that makes the, the Gretzky whiskey mm. and then managed to get myself a little uh, little Wayne Gretzky whiskey in the airport on the way home
2: oh.
1: yeah. uh, anyone who knows me you know that I'm a little bit of a, a sucker for a, a nice uh, single malt but I'll, I'll occasionally I'll, I would sink one for the great one
0: Yep. Um, I know what I know about Wayne is that um, obviously growing up, he his earliest. Um, I think the earliest footage of Wayne scoring a goal was actually in his um, grandmother's house. Oh wow! Um, scoring a goal between her, her like between like she was, si- she was careful sitting, now. She was sitting like her, she's sitting on a seat, and I think there's like footage or there's video or something of him scoring a goal against his grandmother, mm. um, just by like shooting the puck. Um, between her legs and stuff it was I mean were,
1: were her shins okay Because <laughs> you know, know. Famously hard
0: shot um, I am also uh, I also know that um, His dad Is his biggest fan um, And one of the Heartbreaking things About his dad Was that his dad Had a massive stroke And also had um, A health condition there A couple of years back and in doing so, completely lost memory of his own son and oh, all no. of the, the bits and pieces on his life and his, and his growing up as a child um, wow. and different aspects and stuff of that. And that was heartbreaking to listen to his story. Um, and the But how, that, how
2: amazing is that though that being gretzky a lot of that's going to be documented and you know
0: and that's it and that's what they said if it wasn't for the sheer amount of documentation that was made on gretzky's life that his dad wouldn't be able to remember all the stuff that had actually happened um and to the point where um they started that foundation the wing gretzky foundation was started as well where they do an annual street hockey tournament um Mm -hmm. each year where different teams and stuff will take part and they'll raise funds and money and stuff towards that 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 charity
2: which is phenomenal
1: Aaron, I feel like you're going to tell us even more stuff about Wayne. I
2: No, the, the only thing is that I think that we could probably do an entire podcast. Oh, definitely. Big time. <laughs> on Gretzky. Um, he was born. His birthday is just around the corner on the 26th of January. <gasps> uh, I share a birth month with the great one. <laughs> 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 I like the excitement there. Um, and he started skating at the age of two. His uh, career total points is 2,005. 5- 2,857 points total scores not including the one between his granny's legs is (laughs) uh, is 894 and uh, the NHL did retire his number 99 after his final game I didn't know they retired though I thought it was only
1: I I knew in the back of my head it had been retired that there was a is it the only number retired across the league
2: it must be then yeah Yeah. there's as I said Bobby Orr's isn't no no just go on and tell lots of stories here. Uh, he won the Art Ross. Go away, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll that'll <laughs> teach you to learn how to use your Apple products. <laughs> yeah, he won the Art uh, Art Ross Memorial Trophy for seven consecutive years between nineteen eighty one or nineteen eighty 1980 to nineteen eighty seven, and oh then again in uh, nineteen eighty nine to ninety nineteen to ninety one and ninety three to ninety four. He, uh...
0: many decades
2: did he play across? Like, three? and <coughs> tons. Three
1: decades? Uh,
0: 1979 to 1999, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah 70s, 80s and yeah.
2: 90s, wow. He was first player to win... Well, just about 70s, yeah. yeah. First player to win the Hart Memorial Trophy. Uh, winning that eight consecutive years. Jeez. And um, and then missing it for one year, and then winning it again. That's insane. Um, he just... The the amount of things that he that he does, I say you could just continue on talking about this. I mean, guy. he
1: is he's prolific, and there is a good reason why he's called the he's, great one. He's called the great yeah, one for a reason.
0: It was his dad. It was his dad that um, that he, he learned from it in terms of um, where he his famous saying was always um, be where the puck is going. Yep. Be where the puck is going to be, not where it was. Yep. And not ours. where it is. Yep. And that's what his dad was the one that kind of instilled that in him. Um yep. so that from very early on, that's what he always done. He always visualized where's this puck gonna land, and that's where he would always be, and hence the hence reason why he was such a successful player. Yep. They always talk about like how Gretzky was great in his time, um and you know, in the current I don't know though, I'd still argue that even in this current climate of hockey, I think he would still be he was still. People, be a big people
1: said that during his career as well. Because his career spanned so long, people but said. Yeah, people said the same thing, and um, they always said that there's going to be a point where he's not going to be that guy, and he proved everyone wrong. He was that guy from start to finish of yep. his career. Um, it's interesting to see now that Ovi, with the um, absolute pile of goals that he's got over the last couple of weeks, he's now moved up into is it sixth or seventh place in uh, goal scored
0: yes, he in has. the league.
1: But he's still some, he's still something like over two hundred goals behind Gretzky, in in top spot. Uh, so, Gretzky has something like eight hundred and something goals, um, not points, goals. Okay. Um, I think uh, Ovi's just gone over six hundred and something goals, um, which is just insane. Like people are saying that there's, depending on if Ovi can play for another few years, could he get anywhere near him? I think the answer is probably no. No one's gonna touch that.
2: Eight hundred and one.
1: 801 there you go 801 goals
2: all time scoring record of 1850 points which is total goals and assists it's that's crazy insane but yeah there yep. you go gee it was a good choice gee, I, if you think it, I won't
0: commit this but yeah it makes more it makes the most sense when you think about it it does okay uh, and with that that takes us to the end of this bumper episode of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast it has been a long one but hopefully you'll have enjoyed it anyway um As usual, get involved, uh, check out our social media, um, on Facebook, Twitter, and also on Instagram, at Door Fourteen Hockey, tell us your thoughts on you know the question, the discussion around the NHL All Star Game. Is it still relevant in this day? What about the Cardiff, um, the semi, the Cardiff, uh, the finals being held in Cardiff against Panthers and potentially Steelers? Should it be moved? Will it change? Give us your thoughts and let us know what you're thinking is on that. And tell us what you think of. Let us know what you think is your favorite jersey for this upcoming You Can Play weekend. Um, check out our previous episodes, our blogs, our content, everything that we talked about in this episode and previous episodes will all be on our website at door14hockey.com. And I don't think I have anything else. I think no, that's I'm all good. Everything. You're all good, buddy. Okay, that rounds up everything then for this week's episode. So without further ado, my name is Marty. I'm Arne. I'm John. Have a great week.
2: That's right at the end of